what's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the night shift i'm your host as always zach hernandez and today i got my boy owen back on the pod <laughs> say what's up owen what's going on boys it's uh me and owen have been working our absolute hardest to try and get his camera to work for the past hour and we've we thought we've tried everything and it nothing worked and it, it, it's just not gonna happen so uh owen's camera's off for this one so if i end up posting a clip from this one you guys won't be able to see his face uh, but it's okay because it's just the it's just the voices and the opinions and the words that matter at the end of the day so we're gonna we're gonna uh have some good conversation but that was a hassle and i and we we thought we were gonna have it probably like 15 different times and it just never worked out but it is what it is um we're here now, and we're going to jump right into it. We have a couple of things we want to talk about here for the next hour or so. So we're going to jump right into it to start. Me and Owen are both 49er fans, as we all know. And they are one of the more <clears throat> probably difficult teams to grade in the league right now. Um, I think it's kind of you get something new every week from these guys. So just... What are your right now, Owen? What are your general? What's your general stance on the Niners? Like, how are you feeling about them, especially after last game? Well, general stance right now, I think that we should be seven and two. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I think we should be a top five team right now in everybody's books, which we're not. Um, I think for positive side, I absolutely love our defense. Of course, there's just been a uh, just a couple of games where we looked terrible. That was versus Atlanta and versus the Chiefs. And those were the those are the two losses I'd give us. I know we're supposed to beat Atlanta, but guess what? When you get, I don't know how many total yards they had on us, but it, I felt like a thousand and all of it, you know, 950 of it being on the ground. Um, besides those two games, I, I think we look, we look, we got a stellar defense. Um, I think Jimmy G looks fine. Total 2019 game right there. Zero Teddy's thrown and we get the dub um, because of our defense um, and the run game. Of course, you know, in the, in the second half feels like we were averaging like six and a half yards per carry, which was disgusting. Awesome to see Mitchell back out there. Looks phenomenal. Yep. Looks like he did. It looks like he did, you know, last season. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um. I mean, yeah, I, I pretty much agree with everything. It's pretty uh, objective. I think the Niners – I actually do believe that the Niners have the best roster in the entire league. I don't think there's a team that has a better roster on paper than the Niners do from top to bottom. I think it's extremely good, and it's filled with all-stars. Um, but obviously the reason that we're not, you know, Super Bowl favorites and that we're ahead of everybody is because of everybody knows, you know, our quarterback situation is pretty janky. Right. Our, our head coach isn't very good. So uh, those two things are really what's holding us back from, I think, being Super Bowl favorites. Like, I mean, I do believe if we had a – if Kyle Shanahan kind of picked it up it, or we just had a coach that knew what he was doing and a quarterback, this team would be Super Bowl favorites. But they're not – um, they've had some brutal losses this season, some games that really should have been won. Um, old, last game, you know, the first half, uh, I had a, I had some questions just because I think our offense wasn't looking as fantastic as I was hoping. Um, I wasn't a fan of Kyle Shanahan. Uh, well, we couldn't even get the ball in. Is that like the one yard line or the two yeah. yard line or whatever? We couldn't yeah. even get it in, kicked a field goal. 
Um, I mean, you got to get the ball in right there. I think the offensive yeah. genius should be able to put the ball into the end zone <laughs> right there, but wasn't able to do that. Um, offense just looked a little bland in the first half. Not very creative. Nothing was yeah. – run game was all right, but um, yeah. nothing was really going great in the first half. Second half is really where I think both sides of the ball picked it up. Um, but, you know, I just – if I'm looking at this team long term, I think this team is very good. I think they have a couple playoff wins in them. I just, I just think that without this, without a quarterback and without a without a head coach that can make the right calls at the right times, I just don't think this team has enough to what it takes to beat Kansas City or Buffalo if yeah. they got to the Super Bowl, maybe even Philadelphia in like a conference championship type situation. But yeah. and this team's good. I think they'll make the playoffs. Um, I'm just I think I think the offensive genius's offense should be looking a little better with all the weapons that he has. And that that's just that's kind of how I see it. You know, I really can't disagree with anything you said right there. You know, just being true Niner fans is right now how we are looking. I that we don't look bad right now. We sure as hell don't look that good either, but we're just not in Super Bowl contention at the moment. 100%. Our defense sure as hell is, even though, like I said, there was a couple rough, rough, rough patches of the season, but guess what? That happens. I mean, going back, going with the defense in the first half first, you know, on Sunday versus Chargers, you know, we looked I, I, after those first couple of drives of the Chargers, I really thought that it was going to be okay. I'm on my phone the rest of the game looking up every couple of plays. We're going to get blown out here because it was completely blown coverage after blown coverage. Massive pickups for the most part, you know what I mean? And I thought, and I thought it was just going to be the Eckler show. And then we completely stopped him pretty much for the most part. Um, But going back to Super Bowl contention, I still think it's just like the Warriors and what the Niners have proven where if we get any chance, just like the Giants in the early 2010s, if you give us a chance with playoffs, we're going far. We're either going to the uh, championship series or we're going to the chip. You know what I mean? It's one of the two. That's just how it works. <laughs> so if we get in the playoffs, which we have a, a very, very high probability to do that, I think, I think, I think we'll go pretty far, but going back to Jimmy G, it's going to be really tough. Just like it was really tough in 2019 with him, even though our defense was insane, just like it, I'm pretty I feel like it's pretty insane this year as well. Oh yeah. Even though there's some, even though there's some injuries, and there's going to be more, not, and I, you just know there's going to be, just with yeah. us, just with our luck, with the, with that, with that awesome turf, um, we always catch the worst of that. But we'll have to see, we'll have to see what happens with, with the offense. We got back, we got back a lot of threats, which was really nice to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't, I, we really didn't see a lot of them do anything crazy though, so. That that was kind of weird for me. I think Ayuk is 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 our number one right now, just because I mean, it, am I wrong or has he never gotten injured? No, I mean I don't think Ayuk ever gets injured. I mean, you know, is he? I mean, knock on wood. So you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. <laughs> but um, I'm a big Ayuk fan. Actually, I'm a very big Ayuk fan. I think he's. I mean, I think he's a better pure receiver than Debo is. Um, I mean, yes, yes. I think. I mean, as an overall player, Debo has you got to run Debo but, all day long, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I think Ayuk is very good. The only maybe slight critique I'd give him is every once in a while his hands, a ball can bounce right off him. But I, I think that's very, you know, people make mistakes in 
I, I, I don't put that against him. I think he's a very solid receiver. I think he's a very good route runner as well. So I'm totally good with Ayuk oh, yeah. being the number one receiver here, man. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, he is healthy. What, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, once again, knock on wood. But when you slow it down, when you see the routes that he's breaking, it hit, easy slants, easy slant routes that you see him, or just outs, he's actually – he he's getting to the exact spot you need to get. And then, you know, you see a ball that's coming in like a UFO from Jimmy G and somehow he makes a catch. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just think, you know, like you said, pure receiver, it is, you'd be idiotic to say that Ayuk is, is below Debo. Um, but one thing going on receivers too, is what I think what we need is we need George Kittle to get a minimum of five catches a game. Yep. To, to to be serious, because guess what? Five catches a game for Kittle is a minimum of 40 yards. It just is. He had one catch last game for 20 yards. And I mean, that's all Shanahan. I mean, I think that's all on, on scheming and play calling. I understand that that Kittle can block. He's a very good blocker. Um, and that's a that's a big part of why he's one of the better tight ends in the league right now. George Kittle is an arguably a top three tight end right now. I think it's pretty fair to say that. You could even make the case for two or maybe even one. But we don't utilize him the way that we should. Again, I understand he can block, and he's out there blocking for guys. But when you have – it's it's not – there's not that many great receivers like Kittle in the league right now, especially with the receiving abilities as he ha- that he has as a tight end. So he should be getting utilized way more in the passing game than he actually is. It's uh, it kind of baffles my mind, and I kind of, I, I mean, I look at Shanahan for that. I think that's all on him. I think that's scheming. I think that's he's not designing enough plays to get Kittle open to shoot to get him the ball. Um, and again, blocking, I know, but I mean, this guy's a threat in the past game as well. We got weapons 100%. everywhere. Got to use them all, and you got to utilize them. So I agree with you on that. I think Kittle needs to be used in the game in the past game a lot more than he actually is. Yeah. Yeah, um, seriously, because I mean, it's I, I I always I always mentioned 2019 talking about the Niners just because that year was so it was it, you knew almost even though the offense was awesome with the play calling is but you knew exactly what kind of game the Niners was going to be. It was going to be defense, defense, defense and and and, you know minimum of 35 rush attempts a game mm-hmm. you know what i mean and maybe you know 20 throws you know yeah. it, it, that's what it felt like but what you knew going into that is that kittle was going to be the factor that's all people talk kittle got way more hype in 2019 respectfully than debo or Ayuk. you know what i mean because he was that guy he was argued even though he was coming off stuff he was yeah, arguably man. number one and I think it's pretty fair to say our offense looked a lot better in 2019 than it does now. So maybe that's a, a big, billion percent. Big part of that is Kittle not being a big part of the offense. Right, right. And and I know that we haven't had him for every single game, which yeah. is fine. But I mean, he's back healthy now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, had to knock on wood there with all these guys. Um, but it's like right now what we need with Kittle is we need – those easy, it's just like Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes have perfected it. This is and and when you watch a KC game, Travis Kelsey runs out, and I know Kittle isn't Kelsey, but still, is he runs out five yards, turns around, sits there, mm-hmm. sits there, sits there, sits there. Okay, let me throw it to you, dump it off, you get the first down because you're Travis Kelsey and you're a tight end. You know what I mean? You're two, you're two hundred thirty pounds, and you're just gonna bully. That's kind of what we need from Kittle is just those, just stop, 
give me the ball and I'm going to guarantee knock off that first, that first defender and get those easy yards. I think, I think that, that, that Kittle should honestly, I mean, I I, I was going to say, I think we need him to be our number one right now, receiving wise, but I know that's not going to happen, especially not with IU developing right now. I get that, but I, I would a hundred percent agree. And what I was saying is that we just need to use him a billion percent more than what we're doing right now. Totally agree. I think that's very fair to say. Um, he's a very good safety blanket for Jimmy too, because it's not like we're, I mean, it's not very often that we see number one, Jimmy throw downfield or number two kid will really run downfield because he's a tight end. That's not really what his job ever is um, once in a while, but Kittle can have these really short routes. And like you said, these little just curls, just run, stop, give me the ball. And I mean, if Jimmy can't make that throw, then I mean, I, that's, I don't know if he could, I guess, but yeah. it's just, there's such an easy play to get Kittle the ball and that opens it up for other players too. I mean, it just adds another weapon to your offense. It's like, we have this weapon and we're just not, we're yeah. just not using it. And I don't, I, I, I never really got that. I, I mean, Kittle's way too talented to not, use like that so um again yeah that's that's on shanahan in my book but um you know for the uh, as for the defense um i think this defense is very good i think they're on the field a lot which is why we've kind of seen we've seen breakdowns um i remember the, the first drive of last last game i think it was uh actually i don't remember who got the touchdown but they threw like a pervert threw like a 40 yard touchdown yeah. first drive of the game wide open blown coverage I mean, it's going to happen. You prefer it, obviously, not to, but that's some bad defensive plays. But, I mean, this defense, for the most part, like you said, has been very, very good. So, I'm not too worried about the defense. It does suck that Jason Verrett went down. Prayers up to him. That's absolutely brutal. He's been on the – he's just been injured for so long. So, that just sucks that he tore his Achilles. Um, But I don't have any problems with this defense. Nick Bosa is just a monster on the line. Fred Warner's been doing his thing. I think he's picked it up recently as well. So, this defense is fine. Uh, my my, it's crazy to say with all the weapons that we have on offense, but my problems mainly lie with the offense. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think if this offense can put up twenty one points a game, I mean, consistently we should be winning majority of games. But they just have problems, you know. I've seen some people. I had somebody arguing with me the other day, um, and they were like. I was like, because he's a big Kyle Shanahan fan, and as a lot of people know, I am not. And I said, I mean, how you – it was – I don't remember. It might have been a game or two ago when our offense was looking horrible. And I was like, how are you feeling about, you know, Shanahan's offense now? And he was like, he's working with what he's got. And that take hmm. just baffles my mind because I've seen a couple people talk about that, like Kyle Shanahan's doing everything he can with what he's got. I mean, how much, how many more weapons does this yeah. offensive genius need? I mean, we yeah, probably what he's have got been... with number one offense on paper. Exactly. It's like, and I... it's not even, it's almost, it's, it's really being honest. It's really not close. It's really not yeah. close to anybody else in the league. Us, even, okay, take, take CMC out of the picture and we're still easily top, top three, arguably number one, you could say. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, I mean, with with Christian McCaffrey, I think, I mean, if we're taking Jimmy G into consideration as well, which is Shanahan's fault in the most part for sticking with him all this time. But anyways, if we're taking him into consideration, I mean, I think the only team that you might be able to say has a better offense, like more offensive weapons, 
this is a stretch too, is the Bengals with Burrow, Mixon, and probably the best receiving core in the league right now. Um, right. And then right. you have a couple other teams. like I mean, the Chargers, you know, Eckler, Herbert, Keenan, Williams, although they're injured. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, you got, I mean, like the Eagles, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts, Dallas Goddard. The Vikings have a very good offense, Dalvin Cook, you know, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. Jettas, and uh, you know, so there are teams up there. But the Niners are in that conversation, and they're probably anywhere from the first best offensive weapons to the fourth. I mean, they're right up there. So it really doesn't mm-hmm. matter where you rank mm-hmm. them. But it's just this team has weapons. I mean, it's Shannon, the offensive genius should have no no problem putting up points. I don't really understand it. So um, I just don't like the excuses for Shanahan. I, 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 I'm just not a big fan of the excuses because I think we, he's proving that he's not really, he doesn't really know what he's doing out there, but you know, we, we, we play Arizona next week should be a win. Very winnable game. Very winnable game. Um, And we have to, I mean, if we want, if we want to make a playoff push, I mean, we're five and four right now. These are the, you need to win every week, but these are the these are the games that ch- that of course change the season. Facts. This is this is these are these next. Of course, the rest of the games matter. Of course, every single game matters, but it's 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 really coming down to 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 these next next five games could really change could really change everything for the Niners. Hundred percent, good or bad. Hopefully, good. Knock on wood. Yeah, hopefully, good. Um... Divisional games, they can go either way. You never know with a divisional matchup. And thank God that our division is kind of struggling right now. Except mm-hmm. Seattle. Seattle's looking good, solid. But, um, you know, the Rams aren't look. They're having a Super Bowl hangover. Cooper Cup just went on IR for at least four weeks. And Arizona's Arizona. They're just right in the middle of the pack. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is – it's a winnable division. Yeah, massive. Because um, we're already 3-0. and We're already 3-0 and in the division, which is huge. Exactly. Nope. And then Seattle's 2-1. and I didn't even look. But I'm pretty sure – Arizona is one and two. Yeah. And LA is one and two, too. I think. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But we're at the top of the pack for that. And it's like, dude, if we got to go up against Seattle, I am totally, totally fine with that. If we're even, which we're probably, which we will be in Seattle. You know what I mean? I'm totally fine with that. I, I could care less about Seattle. Yeah. No, me as well. Um, Seattle, I think, I think. Their run will come to a slowing. I think they might make the playoffs, but I, I think it'll, you know, I, I don't trust them deep into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, if Geno Smith even slightly slows down, I know their run game right now is looking fine. I know it was really good these past couple weeks for the most part. Um, but if he slows down just a little bit, because if, sorry, let me finish. That. If he slows down a little bit, those guys are screwed in my opinion, because don't get me wrong, he's having a great year. For for Geno Smith and for and just a normal quarterback, he is you know a lot of people are still putting him in their in their you know their top eight even top five. So it's like that's a stretch for me. I think he's easily I, I easily a top eight quarterback. I just think that he still has a ways to go to get up in the top five for me, especially with Tua's research, especially what's Tua doing right now and Burrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? And of course, Patty. Of course, Mahomes. Of course, Jalen. Like I don't get how you can put him with those guys. Yeah, I'm not going to. Um, but if if he if his production isn't isn't staying at what it is right now, I mean they're going to lose. They're going to lose at least four more games if he's not putting up these numbers at least. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Which of course would be massive for us, but 
and he wasn't even looking amazing last game until the ending of it. I mean, he kind of picked it up towards the end. The whole Seattle team did, but they, they need Gino to play really, really well if they want, if, you know, they want a chance at something. So, um, so it, that that is what it is. But okay, let's talk a little bit because we don't have a whole lot of time. So let's. I want to talk just a little bit about the uh, about the Warriors because they are definitely struggling right now. They have a little bit, little bit. They've sent James Wiseman to the G League, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a very good decision. Um, you know, because he's been struggling. Clay Thompson's had a little slow start. His jumper's mm-hmm. not falling. Um, Jordan Poole had a slow start, but he's picked it up the last couple of games. The bench unit, for the most part, was the reason for most of the losses. I think our starters have been playing fine. Steph is unreal. Wiggins has been contributing perfectly. Draymond has actually been very, very good this season so far. So, Ultimately, not worried, um, but some things definitely need to change. How are you feeling about the Warriors? You know, I want to feel good about the Warriors, but it's a little bit tough right now. I still feel like we're going to be a good team. But the only thing that I'm feeling right now is is that we need to kind of slow down with Clay Thompson right now, if I'm being real. It's just, and it's just watching him try and get back to to the Clay Thompson we all know and love as Warriors fans, it is tough right now. I know it's it it's still early in the season. It's he's still gonna put up he's still gonna put up good numbers. I know that he is, but just right now, I don't know what needs to happen with him and the team and the coaching staff if we need to 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 maybe give him a little bit less minutes. If we need to drop different plays, if we need to give him maybe give him plays so he can get that hot hand going. Because once Clay Thompson hits three shots in a row, he can hit another twenty. It feels like, even though you know, not really, but still, I mean, oh, yeah. he's insane. But I just think, and it showed, you know, he didn't play, and you see Jordan Poole flourish. You see Curry have a great game, even though it wasn't you know his normal thirty points this year. And everybody else was working multiple double digit, um, multiple people on the coming off with 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 double digits on the points. Good stat lines all around. We played phenomenal. I thought we played phenomenal defense, even though their shots just weren't hitting. Even sometimes when they were wide open, which happens to us all the time, and it's going to happen yeah. every once in a while for a team. Um, but I still. Really wish Wiseman was here, of course, like anybody else. But like you said, I would 100% agree that it's a good idea for him to go down for a minute. For I would probably keep him down there for at least I, – I mean, I don't even know. Um, I, I really wouldn't be mad if he was down there for, 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 for you know, some weeks here and there. You know, yeah. I really wouldn't. No, I, I don't think that's a bad idea because, I mean, they said that Wiseman – I think I heard Kerr say that Wiseman might be down there for at least 10 days, which is perfect. Um and, you know, as a very young and inexperienced center in the league right now, I mean, we're kind of throwing him into the fire and mm-hmm. it's not our fault because that's, that's where he is, but it's just, I could see where that could be difficult for him. He struggled big time. He has not looked very good this season so far. And I'm not sitting here saying that he's a buster or I'm, or I'm losing hope because I am absolutely not losing hope for Wiseman yet. And I do not think he's a bust by any means. I think he has a lot of room to grow. And I, I mean, this is his first time really. I mean, yeah, he played his rookie season a little, but then he got hurt. But I mean, he he really is so inexperienced and he hasn't had that much time to go out there and play. The guy's played so little games. I can't 
you know, we can't jump to the conclusion and, and mm-hmm. call him a bust or say he wasn't worth it, whatever. So Wiseman going down to the G League is a is a totally fine decision. Get him reps, get him, you know, warmed up and then bring him back up because we need a big like him, you know. So hopefully he can he can pick it up a little bit down there. Um as for Clay, it's 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 so tough to watch because I just I feel so bad and I love him so much, dude. But uh his his shot's definitely struggling right now. He's definitely not able to hit those shots like he used to. I think the biggest part of why is well, I mean, I don't know if this is the biggest part because obviously the injuries are probably the biggest part. But um I feel like when I watch Clay, and I don't know how you feel, but I feel like he's kind of deviating from his past game, which was why he was successful, was mm-hmm. Teammates get him open, he catches it, and he just fires away. Yep. But now, I feel like Clay dribbles a lot more. He takes a lot more unbalanced mm-hmm. shots. He's trying to create more shots. And if they were falling, I wouldn't be complaining at all. Exactly. But they're not. And right. this has never been what Clay's good at. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, he could do it, but it's just not what he did. Clay would just get the ball and just shoot it immediately, yeah. and then it would yeah. go in. And that's that who that's who Clay Thompson was. So, you know, the fact that he's I think he's forcing a lot. I think he's trying yeah. not that he's trying too hard, but he is kind of trying a little bit too hard to get back to where he was. I think he might have to just let it come might be a gradual process, but you can't just start forcing up these shots that you've never taken. It's not yeah. like this was his game because this has never been Clay Thompson's yeah. game. I've yeah. Serious, I, I 100% agree with all that. I don't think I've ever seen Clay Thompson shoot this many off-balanced, feet-not-set shots I've ever. Like, seriously, but consistently, though. Of course, throughout their career, there's been plenty. But game after game after game, it just feel he's literally – and and uh, going back to what you said, he's dribbling way more. When I was uh, I was talking to my boy Dev, where it's like, dude, he used to dribble the ball like fifteen times a game, maybe. And yeah. all it is is okay when I do dribble, I'm taking like two to get a nice midi or to get a three, and not usually for three. It's just give me the ball, okay, boom, quick release. Now he's changing up his game, and, and I mean not insanely changing up. It's just he is tr- like you said, he's trying to go back to what he was, and it's like, dude. You're not, if if I'm being honest, and that's the tough thing about being a real fan, you're not even close to where you were. (laughs) You just being dead serious. Of course, I know Clay's not hearing this, of course, but it's like, dude, you're not even close. It's not even, it's, it's like, let's say Clay Thompson's rating at, you know, what, let's say 20, uh, 2016, 2015, whatever, 2017, your rating was like a 93. You're at like a fucking dude. You're honestly like at like a 72 right now. You're just not it at all. So what you have to, and that's what I'm saying. I don't know what needs. I genuinely don't know what needs to happen because it's like, dude, it's clay Thompson. He's like, he, he's a, he's a warrior God. So it's like, I don't know if you take away minutes from him, but look what happened when he didn't play. I'm not trying to compare that, but it's like, dude, we won by damn near 40. You know what I mean? Like you have to, you have to bring that up when you have a guy who is shooting a minimum, a minimum of three to five terrible three point shots, terrible and a game, which is completely slowing down the offense. Of course, if, if three of those hit, it's ramping up, of course, but guess what? They're not. And they haven't been the entire season. And really since clay, eh, since clay's been back, he hasn't been. He hasn't been 
really, except for a couple, except for a couple games in the playoffs. Here and there, a couple. Yeah, you got a couple, not a lot. I mean, it, it's so it sucks to be so brutally honest because hmm. obviously as a huge Clay fan, and you're probably assuming you're a huge Clay fan as well as Warrior fans. We love Clay Thompson, but like you said, he's just not close to where he was, you know, back pre-injury. And it sucks to see it, and we don't want him to stop shooting. We just need him to be a, a smarter shooter right now because 100%. it's kind of hurting the team. Like you said, I mean, I don't know if it's a coincidence or not. Clay sits out. We had our best game of the season. Yeah. We won by 37. Um, it's just, you know, I love Clay and I want him to get back. And I really hope he does. I think he can. Maybe not exactly yeah. back to where he was, but, you know, to a, to a very solid three-point shooter. But right now, it's, it's not looking that way. So, you know, I don't know if it's, again, like you said, I don't know if it's reducing minutes. I don't know if it's, you know, bringing him off the bench. I don't think they'll do that. I don't know if I necessarily want them to bring him off the bench. Yeah, I don't. I don't. But, Even though how much I'm saying, you know, that needs to, you know, change. I don't – I wouldn't want Clay coming off the bench right now. But maybe, maybe that's – Maybe that's the spark he needs. He's like, maybe. Oh shit. Oh shit. Wait a minute. I'm getting not trying to be like that. I'm getting paid what? 46 mil a year. I mean, of course, not including taxes or whatever. I'm getting paid that much to, you know, shoot damn near 31, 28 from 28% from the field and averaging like eight points this season. It's like, dude, maybe, just maybe, if he does come off the bench. But I don't, I don't know if that's the move right now. But we'll I have think, to see. I wouldn't be surprised if Kerr did that. If Kerr did that, I'd be like, okay, let's see for like maybe like three games. And if it's just not it, if it's kind of changing the the entire flow, then of course, if it's changing that and making it worse, then you wanna you wanna go back. Yeah, and I think I would be a little shocked if Kerr kind of out of nowhere benched him. But I think I'm I wouldn't be shocked if Kerr started with a decrease in minutes. I mean, Clay's been getting a lot of minutes. I mean, if we look back, 32, 29, 37, 34, 30, 31. Majority of his games, he's getting 30-plus minutes. I mean, let's look at these shots. I mean, he's taking – look at these numbers. Six for 16. This is just field goals. Six for 16. Three for 13. Six for 18. Ten for 24. Seven for 19. Five for 14. Six for 19. One for eight, three for ten, six for fourteen. Every not a single one of those games was efficient shooting, um, and that's almost the entire season right there. So, a decrease in minutes. I wouldn't be surprised if that was in the near future. I'm not saying bump him to twenty, but mid twenties, twenty five, twenty six. Jordan Poole finally had his his kind of coming out game this season. So you know, yeah, give him a needed little that, bump. Needed that from him for sure. So. You know, again, we're not against Clay Thompson. We want to see him come back, but it's, it's it's very objective here, and it's just the truth that he's not looking the same. And it just takes time, and we believe that he will get there. But as of this moment where we are, you do have to do what's best for the team. So a decrease right. in minutes might be where you start on that. Well, yeah, and sorry, Clay, you are averaging almost 15, not nine. But still, it's like it's – it's right now when you're looking at these stats besides besides the minutes. I mean, dude, this is a bench player right here. Even, but it's I mean, of course not with how much time he, with how much he's shooting. Of course not. I mean, a bench player would never shoot the ball damn near 24 times a game. You know, 19, 19. You know, 18, 16, 13.
but it's like this 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 season right now from Clay, it's still still very early in the season, still has a really good amount of time to find to find a rhythm, to find a groove. Um, after that, for after that game against Phoenix, when he was John with book, I was like, dude, I told him, I told Dev, I was like, dude, this guy's going to average 25 the rest of the season. Just like, <laughs> this is the clay that yeah. we, that you rarely see, which yeah, people man. don't realize like clay never, not never does that. But it's rare. when he does that, it's like, okay, we're in it. And then after that, we got, it was a terrible game after that, but you know what I mean? Cause it was a yeah. bullshit ejection, but yeah. I mean, that's a whole, that's a, that you could do a whole segment on that one, but you know, I, it's, it's, it's going to be, um, still a really fun season to watch from the Warriors. There's going to have to be a lot of, a lot of, uh, 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 a lot of development in these players because we're just going to have to have them come up. So, I mean, come up, come off the bench type of, uh, type of season right now with, with, with what's going on with everybody not being as efficient as we thought they would be besides Curry and Curry's having an MVP season right now. Like he always does in the first 25 games and then does good, but not as good still averages, you know, 26, six and six with two and a half steals a game. Yep. hundred percent. So I think another thing about the Warriors real fast, and then we'll move on to our kind of last topic is, the young guys have been generally – they haven't been getting a lot of minutes, and we covered Wiseman a little bit, but I do want to cover a little bit of just the whole bench unit. Um, you got guys like Jermichael Green. Really hasn't played a lot, really hasn't proven anything yet this season. Um, Dante DiVincenzo, I had higher hopes from coming into the season. Hasn't looked great. Jonathan Kaminga, big Kaminga fan last year. Still an advocate for him to get more minutes. He has his issues being so young. I mean, I think he's only 20. Um not playing fantastically, but I think for a guy like Kaminga, as young as in, in experience as he is, he will get better with time. Just plug him into the lineup. Again, not saying 20 minutes, but put him in there. Don't do not play him. I don't like that. With a guy like Kaminga, when our bench is playing just as bad as he would be playing. So I'd rather somebody get in there and, and grow from their mistakes. Um, Anthony Lamb has actually been a very solid contributor out of nowhere. That was a pretty random signing, and it just worked. it's working out right now. So... A lot of it's the bench unit. The second unit has been struggling. Moses Moody had a couple yeah. do not plays. He didn't play a couple times. Um, so this team has definitely got some growing to do. Um, I think it will happen. Last game was a great sign and a step in the right direction. You know, it was, obviously it's against the Spurs, but I mean, I mean, Spurs have actually looked decent. I mean, they've looked okay this year, but I mean, 132 points to 95 points is great. So, um, Hopefully they can keep that up, man. You got any more thoughts on the dubs before we move on? Well, I mean, this is, of course, now it's ancient history, or you know, it's 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 hard to not hard to bring up, but it's like it is what it is. The past, but it's like when you when you take away GP two from the Warriors, oh, yeah. that's you're you're taking you're taking you're taking a chunk of the heart, which yeah. is messing up everything. You know what I mean? We can see that. And I know uh, Juan Toscano Anderson, I loved him as a player. He did good, but I mean, he didn't really, he wasn't insane. He had a couple, seriously, out of the entire season, of course, because his bench player really didn't get more than 15 minutes, if that, you know what I mean? Where when he would go in, there was only a couple games where he was explosive, maybe, you know what I mean? But GP2 was an extremely vital chess piece in the Steve Kerr playbook. 
I mean, so when you take someone like that out and now you're throwing in, you're throwing in Lamb, which he's fine. I think he's going to be, I, I mean, like, you know, a 12-minute type of kid, you know what I mean, yeah. getting five boards and like maybe 10 points. And that's a stretch in my opinion. Yeah. Um, that's just looking long-term. I know he's been doing, he's been doing okay in my opinion, He, which, you know what I mean, which is fine. Good for him. But when you're throwing in all these, when you're throwing in Moses, when you're throwing in, I, and I think Moses, Moses is all right. I don't think he's, I mean, he, he hasn't been getting insane minutes, but when he does, he kind of is doing his same, his same midi, his same middies, you know, around the floor, which, you know, fall up, you know, like feels like 30% of the time now. Um, yeah. And Kaminga, I think he's been getting a slow start kind of like everyone else besides Curry and Wiggins. Um, yeah. Of course, I know Poole had that game, but if you look at what Poole's been doing, I mean, it's that good for him. You know, like you said, coming out game, you know, needed that from Poole. Hopefully now he can go back to, you know, 18, 18 points a game. You know what I mean? Being a very efficient player besides defense. Um, but I think I think for us, for, for us to be a, a, a true contenders going on um, for the rest of the season, and of course, throughout the playoffs, is our bench players to just really develop and really understand, um, you know, Warriors basketball. Totally. I'm with you. I agree, man. So we'll see these dubs. They got a uh, shout out Perrier. game tomorrow against Phoenix, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll see how that goes. Might be. Yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be a tough game. All right. So we're going to transition into our final topic of the day. Um, me and Owen are going to, go through every NFL team briefly and give where they would rank on a tier list. Now we got five tiers here. Um, and obviously some teams might land maybe in the middle or something, but the five general tiers I have are Super Bowl favorites, playoff locks, playoff hopefuls, outside looking in, and then bottom of the barrel. So we're going to go through every team right now. We are just finished week 10. So we are a little over halfway through the season. It's crunch time now. Wins are crucial, as they are all the time, but wins are getting even more crucial, it seems like. Games are getting crazier. Let's go through each team and think, say where we each think they land on the tier list. You ready? All right, I love it. All right, let's start with the – we'll start with the AFC. We'll go AFC East here, which is a pretty loaded division, it seems, right now. So we got the Miami Dolphins. How are you thinking? Where do you think they land? You know what, Zach? I uh, kind of spaced out. So it's Super Bowl, Super Bowl yeah, contenders. Yeah. Go one more time, please. My bad. Yeah, brother. no, no. We got Super Bowl favorites, playoff locks, playoff hopefuls, outside looking in, and then bottom of the barrel. Um, so for me, okay. Miami lands at around the playoff locks area. I oh, think yeah. they're a lock 100%. to make the playoff. I think they they they're creeping up towards Super Bowl favorites. But they haven't convinced yeah. me that they're up there with those main teams yet. I again, just if I'm not, we're not saying that the, only the teams in the Super Bowl favorites can win the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl can be won by a playoff lock. It could be won by a playoff hopeful. But right now, I put the Dolphins as a playoff lock. Hundred percent. I would. Uh, I would billion percent agree with that. Only problem, that, uh, the, or not the only, but the main problem that Dolphins have right now is their defense. Their defense is a lot worse than people think. And without, without. Uh, Tyreek and without uh, 
Tua, of course, Jalen Waddle in their in their run game right now is awesome. But without those guys, I mean, they're they they might have two wins on the season, maybe. I mean, yeah. dude, they're giving up. I'm pretty sure they're giving up like 25 a game, which is horrendous, or yeah. or 24, whatever. You know what I mean? That is not good at all. Um, no. To to um, to be a playoff, you know, you give a team 24 points in the playoffs. You know, with the offense of Miami, you'll probably win the game like they've been doing with Tua and Tyreek, of course, and Waddle. But it's like, yeah, I would just, you know, end it on because now we got to get through all of them. I would end it just tier two, 100% playoff locks in the most loaded, um, uh, second most loaded division in the league. It's close, yeah. Next, New York Jets, 6-3 and three Jets, pretty surprising team this year. I'm going to stick them. I think I want to stick the Jets as a playoff lock. They're They're – they're closer to uh, playoff hopeful than they are Super Bowl favorite, but I think I might stick the Jets as a playoff lock, man. That team looks good. The only issue with that team right now is they just need Zach Wilson's play to just get better a little bit, but I might stick the Jets as a playoff lock, as crazy as that sounds. I know. This is what I'm going to say is you touched is, is, is you is you touched up on the topic with, with, with Mr. Zach Wilson. I would have to put him at Tier 3. What is that, outside looking in? It's about playoff hopeful, hoping to make the playoffs. Okay, then yeah, then they're then they're playoff hopefuls right now because of Zach Wilson. I think right. that their defense is very good. Um, you gotta love Sauce. He is up there with with he's. I mean, he's an elite. He's the elite of the elite. If you put five players up there, he's up there. If he's not, you're an idiot and you don't watch football. Yep. I just think I just think that it's going to be very hard for them right now, even though they've had a great start. For, for them to make it to the playoffs with Zach Wilson as their quarterback. That's fair. That's totally fair. And I that's why I said they're close to the playoff. Hopeful. Right. I mean, you could stick them in playoff hopeful for sure. Um, I just – that their their defense is unreal, and a big reason for that is Sauce. I mean, he's, he's, he's unreal. He's been arguably the best cornerback in the entire league, not even just rookies. So he's been very good. The Jets are a very surprising team. It's cool to see that. Next, Buffalo Bills. Pretty easy for me. Super Bowl favorite. Yeah. Uh, despite a loss to the Vikings – this team is very, very good. Give me the Bills as a Super Bowl favorite. Not a whole lot of explaining to do there. So yeah, they're yeah uh, easily. They're coming off a couple bad jo- uh, Josh Allen games, and that's really yeah. it. That's that's I mean that's the easiest easiest way to put it in my opinion. I and the only thing with that right now with Josh is of course coming off that. I mean not even an injury, but just coming off a little bit of a. Uh, recovery for like two seconds yeah um is is the only thing with josh right now is i don't know how many picks he's thrown but let's say an easy number is eight or let's just say yeah sure so four of those picks so just half of the picks that he's thrown have been like uh, have been like complete rookie mistakes completely like some of the worst picks of the year he has in my opinion the worst picks of the year go to go to josh allen i think um I think four of them they said were in the red zone, which is terrible. Yeah. And then some of the other ones, so more than half, more than half of the picks that he's throwing are are game changers for him. You know what I mean? So if he cleans that up, which he will because he's Josh Allen, um, they'll be just fine and they will um have a serious chance of going to the Super Bowl. And if they do, if the Bills are in the Super Bowl, uh, they are winning. That simple as that, in my opinion. That's a very good take. They were my pick before the season. Very popular pick, and yeah, they're the Bills. They're Josh Allen, so I totally understand that. Um, New England Patriots, kind of a tough team to grade as well because they've they've been kind of surprising. They've been a little better towards the latter half of the year so far. 
Um, and if I would probably throw the Patriots in between playoff hopeful and maybe towards outside looking in, but I, I think they're mostly landing a playoff hopeful situation right now. Um, how about you? I have to put them at, is it, I, I'm sorry, outside, outside looking in yeah, tier yeah, four. I have to just because of what you're looking at. You're looking at the bills. Okay. That's all you have to say. The bills. You're looking at Tua and Tyreek. You're looking at the offensive player of the year in Tyreek. And you're looking at the jets that are on a roll right now that are, and they're just, they have a great efficiency, even though they're, even though some of the games are, you know, very iffy, like almost every other team in the league. I just think it's going to be very hard for them to scratch and scrape their way into the playoffs with that, with, 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 with this totally division. Fair. Totally fair. They've looked good recently, which is why I might lean them towards playoff hopeful, not saying they'll make the playoffs, but there will be a team that will be towards the end of the year, the last three or four weeks, they'll be in the hunt and they'll be fighting for that. Those last couple spots. Um, all right. AFC West, Kansas city, pretty obvious super bowl favorite. Um, yep. I'm assuming you believe that as well. Hundo. It's 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 just it's the same thing same thing with the Bills. If the Bills are in it, they're winning. If the Chiefs are in it, they're winning. Unless they play, I the think they'll, they'll tie. Well, exactly, exactly. That's why I'm saying. That's why I was gonna. You know what I mean? That's why with the Bills, it's tough to say that they're going to the Super Bowl when you know you got to go through Mahomo first. Yeah. So it's tough. That AFC Championship game is gonna be crazy, man. Yeah. Um, if they play each other, I'm assuming they probably will. But um, the Chargers. Woo, that's a tough situation because they've had injuries. They've been tough to grade. Chargers are very good. What are you thinking? I think I'm thinking playoff hopeful. High-tier yes. playoff hopeful. Yeah, 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 100%. 100%. But the thing is with the Chargers right now, what people might realize and might not is that the loss that they just came off of from the Niners is absolutely massive. That changes in my opinion, that changes the entire season for them because even though they're still positive, you go from potentially being six and three, which is up there with, you know, the top, what, eight teams or six leagues in the league, right around there, of course, top 10 to being a five and four where, where now you go from, if you're six and three to almost a playoff lock, almost. To now, you're gonna have to. Now, you're really gonna have to put your boots on, tie them as tight as you can, put your head down, and and just go crazy. Of course, they would have to do that. Of course, if they're six and three, even if a team is eight, no, they'd still have to do that. I get that, but it's like they they have a no very long error. road ahead of them. Yeah, very small margin for error. So they hundred percent. They gotta got do good. Hundred um, percent. Denver Broncos. I think they're more outside looking in. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, not very good. I, what's 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 tier four? I mean, tier five. Just bottom. You could even put yeah, them at the I'd, bottom of the barrel. Yeah. I mean, I'd put them. I'd put them. Yeah, bottom of the barrel for those guys. And then yeah. same. And then just going quick with that. I think it's just kind of tough right now. What they're. I think they got. You know. I think they have a, a a damn good defense. But I just think that they've been slipping on a lot of things offensively. Oh yeah. Um. And same with the not same with the Raiders. I would jump right there. I'm taking over the podcast. Um, no, I'm playing. No, but I mean, I mean the Raiders. I'll just say really quick that I'm able to watch their games because I don't know with connection, whatever. Maybe because Oakland, even though they're not Oakland, but I get it over there. So I'm watching Raiders games. Yeah. Every week. So oh, yeah. and their player and their play calling is the worst in the league, so flat out. I mean, it's 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 
32 teams in the league, they're number 33. They're just not they, – they, their play calling is terrible. On paper, they have a top three offense. Um, and, I mean it, – it, no, it really is. And, and 100%. And I think that, you know, um, uh, Derek Carr is – I can't really say he's underrated anymore. I can't say that, which pisses me off me um, <laughs> because he's just – fucking not good right now at all um uh for for Derek Carr and for really anybody for the most part um so it is tough um but not really sad for the Raiders but I mean it just is what it is and another year of of I don't even know of just terrible coaching in my opinion if they had if they had like I don't even know because you could say that with almost any, with a lot of teams in the NFL because I mean it's the NFL it's the best the best work you get a good coaching staff you're probably going to go positive for the most part for the most yeah, part yeah. Yeah. but I mean there they I don't I don't know what you could do right now as a Raiders I mean you can't you're not making it anywhere you're but your yeah. your, chan- your chances are over and it sucks because I agree with you when it comes to Derek Carr I was a big Derek Carr advocate in the beginning of the- I was a big Raiders advocate in the beginning of the season I actually had them winning the AFC West and Derek Carr having a, an MVP type season. And I was, I was very big on that. I told a lot of people, man, I firmly believed it. And I was completely incorrect. And I will admit when I'm wrong. And I was totally, totally wrong there. The Raiders have not looked great. Derek Carr has not looked very good. That connection with Devontae Adams is not like I expected it to be. Um, and, the, and again, the play calling, absolutely, absolutely horrible. So I am, I was wrong about the Raiders. So they're bottom of the barrel as well. AFC North, Baltimore Ravens. Um, very solid team right now, six and three. I'm thinking that, I'm thinking that uh, Baltimore Ravens are about playoff lock to a playoff hopeful. Uh, I might lean towards playoff lock, but they're right there. Yeah, hundred percent. I would have to. I mean, they're in my opinion, they are. Uh, I, they're playoff lock for me. So whatever. Yeah, tier two for me. I'm telling you right now that they are going to get a minimum wins of twelve. They're going to get a minimum twelve wins. It's just that season. For those guys, I think that they are going to just absolutely roll right now. I think Lamar is going to have a good, I think Lamar's going to have a, a, a damn good year to great. Um, I think he's looking, I think he's looking good for the most part. Um, I just, I just see the Raiders. I mean, the Ravens going, going through almost everyone and getting 12 wins right now. Yeah. Um, very fair. Bengals. It's tough with Jamar Chase out. I'm going to put them as playoff hopefuls. Um, but you know, no Jamar Chase, him and Burrow have that great connection. So I'm gonna put them as hopefuls, but they're probably will end up making the playoffs. Yep, I would yep have to go hopeful for sure. Can't write off Joe Burrow right now and and Mixon, even though I know he's coming off, you know, his best game all time with Mixon. Um, but um, I think I mean that's another team on paper, you know, of course, with Jamar, what we were talking about on paper, they're phenomenal. You know what I mean? They've just been shaky on defense. Yep. So, you know, they've been giving up some good amount. They've been getting, they've been giving up a lot of points. So yeah. if they're able to tame that back, I think they'll be just fine. And I wouldn't be surprised at all. Like any other NFL fan if the Bengals were in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, hundred um, percent. And to round out the AFC North, I think the Browns and Steelers are pretty much both bottom of the barrel. Uh, yep. They're just not, they're just not it. Again, in the beginning of the season, I was a big, I think Jacoby Brissett can lead these guys to maybe six or seven wins, but not looking that way. Um, yeah. they have three I, th- 
So the only thing, so I guess that I would, I don't know what is, uh, so I put Browns right now, bottom of the barrel, uh, yeah. but I would have to put Steelers, I guess, tier four. So that's one above. I, cause I know it's tough to say it when they're three and six, yeah. But I just I, I I don't know why. I just think that the Steelers, I wouldn't be surprised if they went, you know, eight, eight, nine, even though that's not good. You know what I mean? Or yeah. you know, somehow they went nine and eight. Somehow, somehow that would take they would have to damn near win out, damn near for the most part, or yeah, you know, only lose, you know what I mean, two or three games here. But they have a, we'll see. They have, a, they have a relatively easy schedule coming up I mean, for the rest of the season. They still have some tough games, obviously, but I don't know. I think I'm sick in Pittsburgh bottom of the barrel. I'm not a huge fan of them. Um, Tennessee, moving on to the AFC South. Tennessee, I think they're a playoff lock. I mean, the, yeah, coming the off. Yeah. Looking good. Offense is looking good. Division's not very good. Give me the Tennessee Titans yeah. as a playoff lock. Hundo. Hundo. Yeah, I was going to say coming up on the worst division in the league. Exactly. Um, um, but yeah, 100% playoff locks taken over again because I'm that guy. No, I'm playing. I think Colts, Colts are outside looking in. Me too. Um, Hundred percent Jags, whatever that is. I mean, I, I mean, I gotta go bottom of the barrel right now, yeah. just because you have to. And Texans are under the barrel in the dirt. Yeah, they are not even in the barrel. They are so far away from the barrel. Yes, they suck. Um, yeah. I pretty much agree with all that. Jags are probably bottom of the barrel. They might be close to outside looking in, but they are bottom of the barrel. Let's move on to the NFC, which might be the have the best division in the league right now. The NFC East. Philadelphia Eagles, who took their first loss last night, which I thought was total BS. I wasn't a big fan of that call. Right call, but I don't think you should end the game on it. I don't know if you watched it. But That's exactly what I was saying to my mom. You can't end the game on that. You just can't. No, but not, it's phenomenal not, play by Heineke. I mean, oh, when yeah. you watch it back, I mean, that is IQ of IQ. He knew exactly what, he knew exactly what was going to happen. That's why he fucking celebrated. Like, he literally – just one, which he did. He won them the game. So never mind. Good job, Heineke, for that celebration. Very high IQ. Um, but I'm still putting the Eagles as a Super Bowl favorite. This seems very good. Offense, defense, receiving core, quarterback, everything. I like this team a lot. I think they're Super Bowl favorites. Howard, how about you? These guys are tier two for me. They are a playoff lock. Take that. That is your fucking clip of the day. They are a playoff lock. They are not Super Bowl. I'm going to say that because I don't see – I mean, right now, I just don't see that team winning the Super Bowl. I just, it's flat out, I don't. It's just, they're a very young offensive team. And I think that you're gonna, you're, you're gonna see them roll through the first round, potentially the second, and, 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 and lose in the, in the championship. Yeah, I mean... I don't think the Eagles are as good as the Bills or Chiefs. I don't, but I think this team has gained a lot of my respect. I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan. I think this team is very good everywhere. Um, again, playoffs, NFL playoffs are crazy. Anybody can win it. So I definitely think the Eagles have a shot at winning it. Again, don't think they're better than the Bills and Chiefs, but I'm putting them as a Super Bowl favorite, especially only taking one loss so far in the season, which was a little questionable towards the end. Still might have lost, but wasn't a fan of that call. But that's fair. Playoff lock, I don't agree, but Totally fair. Um, New York Giants. Uh, I'm going to go playoff hopeful. It's just so hard for me to be a – I might go playoff lock. I don't know. They're just so tough. They're, I, I still can't believe that they're 7-2. and two. They're, mm -hmm. I, I'm going to put them and the Cowboys in between lock and hopefuls. That, I'm sticking them right in the middle of those two guys. How about you? You know, I think right now it wouldn't be that crazy of a take 
to say that the Cowboys, even though it's one loss, one more loss, or, or sorry, one less win, one more loss for the Cowboys, for you to say that the Cowboys would be a lock more than the Giants. And that's really where I would yeah. put them that's if fair. we're in lock. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think right now, Saquon Barkley, easily, you know, comeback player of the year. He is doing, people don't realize how much better he's doing with that offensive line. That should yeah. be like, if he's averaging five yards a carry with that, with that line, everybody else, that would be like averaging like eight yards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, right. Per carry with those guys. Um, I think they're both having a good season. Um, Cowboys are not winning it. Giants are not winning it. So, yeah, I guess I would put – I yeah, I'll go – Cowboys, I'll go playoff lock just because I think I think that they got a serious team this year. I, ju- I just, I mean, they're a good team, flat out. Yeah. And I put Giants at a okay. tier two point nine, where yeah. the Cowboys are a tier two point one. I don't know. Yeah, I get you. Um, Washington, I I still think they're outside looking in. Hundred percent. I don't think this team is a playoff hopeful. I don't see any world where this team's makes. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You just can't. You just can't. Nope. I mean, you look at the way that they're winning games, and it's and I know coming off Eagles, I know that that's like, yeah. still they're putting up good numbers on them. But I mean, you know, all of them coming damn near from field goals. Every um, game is like right down to the wire every time they yeah. win. So not feeling that. Uh, NFC West, Seattle. I'll save us some time. I think Seattle and the 49ers are both playoff hopefuls. I'm not sticking them in locks yet. The Niners are a tough team for me to stick in a lock just because of how right. inconsistent they are. Um, I do think the Niners will end up making the playoffs and probably the Seahawks too, if I'm being honest, but I'm sticking both Seattle and San Francisco as playoff hopefuls right now, higher tier playoff hopefuls, but still hopefuls. How about you? I'm trying to disagree with you on that, but I can't, I can't, I was trying to think, you know, you can't. Yeah. I think that's a really good take. I think those two teams are going to be battling for it at the end of the year. And what we were talking about, um, how it's huge that they are, um, that they got right now the 3-0 in the division as the Niners. That's massive. And that will 100% play in, um, uh, be, be a massive factor um, coming down, um, you know, totally. in these last couple of games. Later down the year, still a lot of the season. Still the rest of the second half of the season left. Totally. And I think a lot of Niner fans are probably out there saying playoff lock, playoff lock, but which is a fair take. But this team is just too inconsistent for me to call them a lock just yet. Um, bottom half of the NFC West, Arizona and the Rams. I'm sticking them both in outside looking in. Don't see them either making the playoffs, especially with no Cooper Cup for the rest of the year for the Rams. Um, so I'm sticking them both outside looking in. How about you? Yeah, I'd have to run that too. I'd have to run that. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty self-explanatory there. Pretty simple division. NFC North, um, the Minnesota Vikings, eight and one. They're the highest tier of playoff lock i think in my opinion they're not quite up with the super bowl favorites but i think they are right at the top they're a very high tier playoff lock minnesota's great they're 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 very very good team they are they are simple um you got them as a lock too or hundo percent hundo um perfect green bay if i'm being honest green bay is probably outside looking in and Detroit and Chicago are both bottom of the barrel. I do like Detroit's offense. Their defense yeah, is horrendous. It's, so, it's like, bro, I wanted I wanted this to be – and this was supposed to be Detroit's year to have a positive record. Not for, like in Super Bowl, not for playoffs, not for anything, but just to have a good record. Yeah. And they, and like you said, they have the offense to do it. Their play calls are iffy in my opinion, but yeah. their defense is just it's, – it's, 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 it's as bad as it gets. 
It's so bad. It's probably, it's terrible. It's it sucks. Where it's probably a bottom three defense in the league. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's no, and it just sucks. It, it 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 just sucks that this is how their season's going. It's kind of the same thing with the Raiders for me. It's just it's tough. It is. I agree. Moving on to the final division in the NFL. Very, very fun NFL. division. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Tampa Bay starting with Tampa Bay. Playoff hopeful. Their division sucks. They don't look very good. I'm not going to say it's on Brady, but Brady hasn't been amazing. Hasn't looked great this year. He's looked good, but not great. The receivers are dropping balls. Defense is horrible. Run game sucks. Play calling is horrible. It's just a mess over there in Tampa. I'm putting them as playoff hopefuls because they probably will end up winning this division. So they're hopefuls. Really quick, Zach Hernandez, let me ask you a question. Does the Tampa Bay Buccaneers still have Tom Brady on their team? (laughs) Playoff lock for you? No, no. Is he still is he still on the team? Oh yeah, yeah. That's a playoff lock and a uh, Super Bowl favorite right there. No shot. This Super Bowl favorite. This Super Bowl. It is a playoff lock slash Super Bowl favorite. This team's not a Super Bowl favorite, dude. I'm sorry, and I'm a. I'll I'll be the guy to say that. Oh, they got Tom Brady. There's always a shot, and again. Any team, teams not in my Super Bowl favorites can win the Super Bowl. However, this team's not winning the Super Bowl this year unless they go out and sign up. They can't even sign. This team's not winning. They're bad, dude. Come on. Super Bowl favorites way too far. I'm sorry. Hey, whoa. There was a slash in there. There was a playoff lock slash Super Bowl favorites. Even the, even the slash. I mean, I'm not no. feeling the slash. I'm not. Hey, that's a guaranteed, slash. guaranteed playoff lock. I'd probably put, I'd probably put about like 20, thousand no let's go twenty six thousand dollars on them winning the super bowl i'd probably put that down right now what i'd probably put 26 grand down on 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 tb12 to win this year right now no i don't know what i was saying I, yeah I <laughs> like hold on bro. i lied i lied i lied i was trying to, i was trying to throw in a nice take but i was just sped so i forgot that i was on the spectrum i'm not feeling the slash i no, there's no, oh, no, 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 no. There's still a slash. There's still a playoff lock slash Super Bowl hopeful slash. I'll, I, give, you I'll give you. I'll give myself lock. that. And I, I, I will give somebody playoff lock, and and just mostly because of the division, because their division sucks. However, Super Bowl favorite takes it way too far. I do not think the series <laughs> is Super Bowl favorite. Again, I'm, I'm, I like Tom Brady. I'm a Tom Brady fan. The guy's good, but nope, not this year. They aren't winning any Super Bowl. I am sorry to tell you that one, but. I like it. Um, definitely disagreed with that one. I'll make sure. I, I'll make sure to give you a nice FaceTime when they win. I'll be having champagne. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that will be. That would be crazy. Uh, don't see that happening. Um, rest of this division, pretty bad. Atlanta. I'm gonna go. That's outside out- looking in, right there. I think Atlanta's outside looking in, and I think Shout Carolina. Out I think. I like New Orleans, but I want to put them as outside looking in. But they're probably bottom of the barrel. And Carolina's bottom of the barrel. I want to put, put New Orleans and outside looking in because I like Chris Olave. I mean, you still got Alvin Kamara, and I think their defense is still very solid. So I might put them outside looking in, but no no yeah. playoffs or anything. But No, no. Anyways, there, that's all 32 NFL teams ranked on a five-tier list from me and Owen. It's a lot of fun. I'll probably end up doing this closer to the end of the season too when it gets a lot more interesting but you got anything else to say Owen or are you good 
No, I'd love to do that tier list. I I just kind of was fucking thrown off just because I got to dip out of here in like two seconds. But yeah, no, I think I think that tier list. I think that tier list is pretty good. You know, my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Totally, totally. So appreciate you coming on here again, man. It's always fun having you on. We definitely have some great conversation. You'll definitely be on again soon. Everybody out there listening, I really appreciate it. If you're still out there, thank you, thank you, thank you. You can leave a rating, a like, or whatever you can subscribe. That would be so awesome. You know, you can find me on social media at the at Instagram on Instagram at the nightshift.pod, at TikTok at the nightshift pod, and at Twitter at the nightshift. Two T's at the beginning, two T's at the end. Oh, and again, my brother, thank you so much for coming on, bro. Thank you, my guy. Yep, have you on again soon, everyone out there. Thank you. And that'll be it for me. I'm out. Peace. Here comes the